With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Wired Access. We'll do it live. Wired Access. Do it live. Wired Access. We'll do it live. Wired Access. Welcome, everybody, to Wired Access, now a part of Herd at Sports. I greatly appreciate you joining us today as we are here to give the story of Mason Jones, who is a preferred walk-on at the state of Nebraska University, the Cornhuskers. We have his dad, Mike Jones, who was a coach in high school sports for about 14 years, took a couple off, had some extra kids. Now he's back to coaching the seven-on-seven, which is a new age a new avenue for these athletes to be shown what competition means outside of Omaha. Mason, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Doing pretty good. Mike, yourself? I'm great, man. Glad to be here. Glad to be with you and get this rocking. I appreciate you guys joining me in the show. This this is our second episode as we brought it over, and I'm greatly appreciative of Hurt at Sports. My thing is, let's let's think about where the story begins for Mason. Now, you know, football is a sport, but what all sports did you grow up playing before high school? Um, played basketball, hockey, soccer, played t-ball, played just about everything, really. Okay, so when you play all those, how do you decide that football is the one at an early age? Was that early, later? Um... Because most people and parents, they shy away from football. My son played since he was six, little bobblehead with a with a helmet on. Yeah, you know they shy away. Well, when did you begin your love for the football? Um, I'd say my second year is when it really became my my favorite one. Um, I think I played hockey when I was four, quit that, and then five years old is when I started playing football, and then ever since then is when it took off. Now, you played hockey at four. I did. And you remember some of it. What was probably the weirdest thing for you when it came to hockey? Learning how to skate. <laughs> That's it. That was <laughs> how to stop. <laughs> how to stop without hitting a wall or hitting somebody. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah. were you a defensive guy or were you on the offensive side on hockey? I don't even remember. I have to ask mom. I'm pretty sure I was defense. Yeah. Because I couldn't stick very good <laughs> you couldn't deke someone you weren't no uh uh what was it mighty ducks up in there uh-huh. at the age of four so anyways you get to football you get to baseball you get to these other sports how did the other sports help you that you felt in the game of football Ooh. um let's start things off when it was, i wrestled my freshman year i'm gonna go i'm gonna rewind him i'm gonna go back to you left out track. Oh, yeah. And he was a big competitor in uh, traveling track with the AAU system, and he was with the Bengals. Okay. And from the track program, he never really done it before and made regionals in the 100 and 200. And from a competition standpoint, when you're not ready to be in track and that type of one-on-one sport and just it, not, not a – 
it's an individual sport. It's exactly. Not, it's not a team thing. And from him, uncomfortable going into it, but all of a sudden started having success and started really taking off and, you know, doing some extra training and taking those steps. And I, I just wanted to add that in and I'm going to let you go. But I think that had a lot to do with it before you even go to that next step of your freshman year, because that sixth, seventh and eighth grade year was a real transition time for you as a individual, as a kid, and then as an athlete. Well, and I like that you said that individual kid and athlete. Did you feel like you had enough time to distinguish between the three? Um, dang, I don't, not really. I mean, now what you might not understand, and hopefully you will in due time, those are sacrifices that some kids just don't know. Because not every parent instills what it takes to become who you want to be. Sometimes it lets you just go with the flow and, oh, if they want to play, we got them. We might not go. We drop them off. He might take it. He might not. So when you look back at those sacrifices, was there anything that you remember that made you go, okay, I want to be here and not with the buddies down the block? Um, Well, to start. The only I only had like one big friend growing up, and that was his name was Emmett Dines. He was we lived in like a duplex, and he okay. was the one that lived like across. So, I mean, we kind of just that's all we did was play sports. He had a a mini hoop in his side of the driveway, and the then, famous mini hoop, and dunk then, contest, all uh, that fun part, of everything, it. and then like a little. My aunt lived across the street too, and behind her house was a big field, and that's when. We'd find some kids from the neighborhood play tackle football. We'd play soccer. That's when we play baseball. I mean, that was see. And it's weird to hear from a, a kid of this age. And I only say this; it's nothing against anybody, but it just doesn't happen like it used to. Amen, man. I was out every day until the lights came on. Yeah, there was no time I was home. Well, there was no phone in your hand. Yeah, there was no phone. There was no social media. No distractions. No distractions. Like it was get it. I mean, I've, you knew I've, when mom wanted you home. Yep, she was screaming And especially, I mean, let's speak for you, Mike. You know, you came from Sutton, Nebraska. What is there to do in Sutton, Nebraska? Play every sport imagined, man, and that's what we did. But we were all a community, and to this day, Sutton's pretty productive in all of their athletics, but they're also productive in show choir and band and everything that you, you don't just become a one sport athlete. You don't just become just an athlete. You become well-rounded for the future because as we all know, as grown men, sports only go so long and it's who you are and the pieces of the puzzle that you put together in your category to take your adventure to business or to work or to whatever it is you're going to do in life. But back to Sutton, the community of, of that town really molded me into who, I was as a grown man, but everything I did in between then and athletics was involved in my life for a long, long time. It's those pieces that get you to that. You're talking about being that individual, being that athlete, and then also the family life and the things that go into it and friends and those things in school and academics and being able to put that full circle together, but not losing one of the items because they all equal up to that full circle of what you're going to do as it goes forward. And for me, I don't want to speak too much, but leaving coaching to help him go on a different level to go coach dad, but really be dad to let him see that vision. I haven't been the easiest to, because I'm not going to play no games. It's either you want to do this or you don't want to do this. The sacrifices, like you mentioned, are there. It ain't up to me to make that sacrifice. It's on him. But as a parent, 
you're also willing to make more sacrifices to do to get him to where he wants to be. 100%. Maybe that's talking a little trash. Maybe that's leading it a different way or understanding that he knows and he can speak to it. Uh, if academics aren't on point, Mama Bear ain't playing no games. Well, yeah, nothing else matters, you know, when it, if you can't do. So how did you incorporate being able to do sports, homework, and even just some relaxed time? What, what was, like, some things that you had to try to do to keep yourself on pace? Um, I mean, I didn't really have a choice. Um, it was either I'm going to have straight A's, all A, B's, maybe one C, but my mom, like you said, she doesn't play around. And it was either you're going to have A's and B's or you're not doing nothing for the weekend. You're going to be in the house. You're going to be doing your homework. You're going to help with your little sister, and then you can go play. Um, yeah. And you added another factor in there, being a big brother. Oh, yeah. Being an example. Being yeah. someone that's got to sometimes can't go out with the, with the boys and you got to watch little sister. Mm-hmm. How does it go and what you've grown up with, how do your friends accept it? It's, it's not always easy. Right. Mm-hmm. And how do you challenge when those, those things arise? Um, I mean, he says all the time, family comes first and me being the oldest in the house, I got to be the one to set the example for all the little kids. Like, even if it's just something small, like say you pick up a toy, they're little Dre. He's the youngest. He's going to go and pick up a toy too. And you just see it through a lot of little things that what you do is what they're going to do. They're going to follow in your footsteps and you got to be the one, like I said, to set the example, um, just show them like what to do. Well, and, and why we're talking about example, Mike, you obviously played at Sutton. You went to Midland university and then you went and played some arena ball as well. Is that correct? Yeah. Nebraska danger. What kind of example do you think that kind of sets and precedents that for someone to look up to you like Mason? Man, it, it means a lot, but I played a lot of places. So I played left college at 22 and played till I was 34 and played everywhere. I don't need to get into my story, but all across the United States, you name it from the UFL to the IFL to arena one arena two, but it's that work ethic. It's that next step. It's that, what do you want this to be? And are you going to go get in the streets? Are you going to go get into this, that, and another that are taking you off of that plane or that path that's putting you to the objective? And when you get to those type of things, for an example to him, obviously I'm older and he never got to see me play and those type of things, but that's made me who I am today. That's who I am in my business life. Um, Speaking to the kids and him being an older brother, we got six kids in the house, right? And four under the age of six. So responsibilities that, him normally would have never had and avenues for him to see things in a different light than he would have never seen it. So it's just those, those stepping stones, again, the full circle of, you know, K-Dub it's, it's, you can talk about something or you're going to be about something. And that's what it really comes down to in life of us doing a media show to doing the sports, doing your job, whatever it is, people talk about stuff all the time and it's just words. You got to put actions, but put pen to paper, as they say. Amen. So when you looked at pen to paper and you looked at what you've accomplished so far in high school, probably one of the hardest things is to know that your head coach leaves for your senior year. Transfer portal is the biggest thing in college football, which is something you've got to be watching at your level. You're like, what are the 
what are the young adults above me doing? Because I'm going to be going to that. How did that make your decision harder or easier when you decided to stay at Burke instead of transferring because your head coach left? Um, I mean, this kind of goes back to my little siblings. Um, there was, I was about to be a senior. I was going into my senior year, and there was freshmen, sophomores, and juniors that were all looking up to me in my senior class. So I kind of felt that it was you know, kind of my duty to stay there and then help the program, help them, help build them up. And I kind of took it as my responsibility to really lead them, be that leader to the team. Because even with Lamanji there, it was me, about two other kids that were already like the set leaders. And if I were to have left with them, I feel like it could have really took a big negative toll on the team. And I, I just didn't want to do that. So you took the whole team and no matter the success, the failures – and you put it on your shoulders. Mm-hmm. How do you think that's preparing for your next adventure, which is now a preferred walk-on situation with Nebraska? Um, dang. Uh, well, I mean, explain to him, what, what is a preferred walk-on? What does that mean? So to me, it means that you are someone that they see, was it talent, or they see – What's the word? Abilities. See ability. They see. I'm trying to think of the a word. Future. They see a future. They potential. see potential. Yeah, they see potential. That's the That's word. All right. As someone, they see they see potential in you, but not enough to the point where they want to offer you a scholarship. Yeah. So, what I'm going to try and do is I'm trying to go in there, showcase my skills, showcase my abilities, and eventually earn the scholarship. Okay. So the and, preferred walk on is an opportunity to either be the man. Or take a seat. Mm-hmm. And with the decisions that you've made to strengthen your confidence and your will to take a team over yourself, you should already know that your steps and bounds ahead of some athletes that are just granted and given opportunities. Yeah. And and that is, to me, bigger than a lot of what Nebraska means. I mean, that's what we grew up with. Amen. You want to be here. There, you don't you don't want to go south. You don't want to go east. You don't want to go west. Yes, and speaking into that, I'm going to go into adversity equals opportunity because when 40-plus kids leave a Class A school and you got nine starters that leave and go all across the metro, um, it was a difficult situation. And it's one of those situations you really got to bear down into. And the way he led, by example, classroom, field, weight room, training – second to none in the city. And I'll say that confidently because we work in the dark and that's what we do. We don't work for lights. And what he did through that process was created an opportunity for himself to get to Lincoln because he had a lot of opportunities to leave the state of Nebraska to go play other places. And for that opportunity to come back around from uh, Frost staff to him leaving to uh, Mickey Joseph coming in to coach rule coming in to all of it happening, how it happened to him, get the phone call that he got. It was everything that happened that junior year at Burke with coach Lamanji leaving and him taking his own decision, not a decision by Mike, not mom, no one. Now what was Mike and mom's feelings on the whole factor? You 10 toes down. Before he even made his decision. We sat as a family. We discussed it. We we knew options and opportunities. Say, say that go. one thing you said right there louder. They they need uh, you sat where? At home. 
with who? The family. The family. Yes. So you didn't only, you did no influencing, but you made sure he understood that the decision that he makes impacts everybody that's at the table. I really believe in this. And I've helped a lot of kids over all the years I've done this as pros and cons. And at the end of the day, your pros and cons aren't up to me and up to you. They're up to him. At the end of the day, if you choose to go left or right, I'm going to give you my opinion, but I'm going to follow behind you. But the, you reap what you sow. Yeah. And you have to be 10 toes down into the situation you're in good, bad in between. It don't matter. You 10 toes down and it's full tilt forward. There's no going a foot into it and wanting to reap. No, we're all in the bunker together. This is, is what it is. And it's time for war. Well, and I'm glad you say that. Was there any sport that you might've decided to play and you wanted to quit early and maybe said, mom, I'm really not wanting to go. Like really not want to go and they go, no, you're going to finish this out. Have you ever had that growing up? Yeah. Freshman, Freshman year. year. What sport? Wrestling. Wrestling. And well, I mean, there was, it was really just wrestling. Yeah. And it was my first year ever wrestling. Um, Coach Childs, we call him Uncle CC. He's like an uncle to me and my siblings. Um, he talked me into it along with my uncle Steve too. Okay. And it was rough. It was the first time I ever wrestled. Um, the first day of wrestling practice was conditioning, and there's nothing nothing more both mentally and physically challenging than wrestling conditioning. It was. I can wild. honestly say I've never experienced it. Ditto. Yeah, I, I've never have. No, when my I was son, little, but that don't count. Yeah, that don't. My when my son did at five, and he we were up at South High. And the first thing he tells Coach Sid is, man, I don't have a theme song. What am I supposed to do? <laughs> so as long as you're a freshman, I knew you didn't ask that for the theme song. What was the biggest thing that you took away from the wrestlers that were the upper class in there? And that might have helped guide you to be the guy who that you are today. Because obviously, Mom and, and, and Joe and Mike are, are very good role models. But you still got pieces, like Mike said, of here, there, everywhere that's that's building you. What'd you take from like the senior class of wrestling? Um, I'm going to add in first. It goes into uncle CC Clinton Childs and his uncle Steve, uncle Steve's a four time state finalist. Clinton's him. And they all knew his work ethic. They all knew his abilities, athletic abilities. And they held him to a bar. that was a very high standard, which they should have. And the skill sets is where kind of set that difference, but he was a worker and he was on varsity as a freshman and wrestling. And then I'm going to let you speak into the rest of it. Yeah. Um, it was a really humbling experience. Um, you know, a football I've been playing it since I was five. I've built up confidence each and every year. Um, it's obviously my better sport. I've been kind of like that guy, every team I've been on and, when I go went into wrestling, you had to go. You had to start from the bottom. I went from top, 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 best football player to absolute like lowest wrestler, and it was super humbling to try and start there. And then it was also, I don't know what the word is, um, like a confidence builder, I guess. Just seeing myself climb, 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 eventually hitting the varsity level without varsity someone level. letting you quit. Oh yeah, because I'm have pretty sure you had a few times you wanted to. I did walk I did out of that room. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. If 
Uncle Cece was not the coach, I don't know if I would have finished that year because he was in my ear every day. Did you see wrestling help impact other parts of your football? Oh, yeah. Um, obviously conditioning, um, mentally, I really, I feel like I really grew mentally is, is what I did, I guess. Um, another one strength. We were, a bunch did of it help you with tackling a lot? Oh yeah. <laughs> Cause yeah, lowering your body, lowering your center, gra- center of gravity. Uh, there was a lot that I gained from it. Well, and when you look at that, you know, what, uh, you this last year you had to play a lot of positions. You had to be the um the MacGyver of of the team. I yeah. could do anything with anything. Just give me whatever you got. What was a position that you got to experience that you really enjoyed, but you know that that's not your position? Quarterback. <laughs> um we ran a lot of wildcat and I thought I was a good quarterback till I had to throw the ball. <laughs> oh, 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 hold on a second. The hardest factor of a football player. Hold on. I love quarterback, man. But you have me throw the ball. Yeah, you better you better hold that. <laughs> I think I had three completions though. Yeah. They yeah. were good. They were good passes. Yeah. The biggest thing is the 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 smile that I'm getting now is exactly what I want from that fit. Like those are the moments that you're gonna remember forever. May not have done everything 150%, but just having – there's a lot of schools that you can only experience one thing, whether it's a wide receiver, whether it's a defensive back, whether it is the quarterback. And you don't get to really see how much fun, but it also helps where else on your defensive side, right? Because that's your goal is to play a defensive back. Mm-hmm. What all things did you take away from the offensive side to help you on that defensive side? Um a big thing coming from the wide receiver position is being able to read the defense. So if I'm playing, I don't know, man coverage, zone coverage, I kind of know or have an idea of where the open spots are within my own defense. And I, If it's a good receiver, they're going to be reading. They're going to be looking for those open spots. So that kind of. Well, and when you say that, what is your favorite as a DB, man or zone? Oh, man. He's a hitter. Yeah. <laughs> Blitz. <laughs> Come on, man! Banner zone, though. Are you are you wanting to stay up on a man and show that you got the strength to the will and all that? Or are you one that will play the zone and then come down and lay the wood? Definitely zone. Okay, definitely zone. Now, remember, when you get to that next level and you're trying this this next year and you're proving yourself, they're both your favorite. Mm-hmm. You've got to learn that that's your favorite. Yeah. Both. I just want to be on the field, whether it's special teams, whether it's the fourth quarter, last two minutes. I just want to be on the field. Completely agree. And I'm going to say this because once they figure out the position for him and get his attitude, his ability all together, you got a killer on your hands. And the intangibles of intelligent, fast, speed, strong, if they find that right hole and they can place that peg into there, you're they'll all a, come together. You're going to have a dog on your hands. And back to what he said about receiver. Um, that was the hard part in the recruiting process because a lot of like, even when we went out to Marshall, right? The wide receiver coach came from Kentucky who brought him to Marshall and it's all slot receiver. And there's other teams that we're talking that are all slot receiver, right? So, and then all of a sudden he got switched to athlete and was only been recruited as athlete. So he's going down as a DB and strong safety in the box playing nickel dime, but 
Coach Rule and the way he runs his program, he really places kids. I've went back and looked at him at Temple and at Baylor. He places kids from their viewpoint of exactly how they can help this team and put this puzzle together. So being a walk-on, um, as we all know, is a little different. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you put your shoes on, you put your pants on, you put your shoulder pads on. At the end of the day, you got to buckle your helmet up. And once you buckle your helmet up, all the nonsense don't matter no more. And that's what this kid's really about. Well, and when you say that, I mean, what what is the memory that you're going to have for your experience through high school for football? What's your number one experience that you're going to remember and take to the next level? Um go like more in depth like like, uh, like my favorite like, like what what no it's more of what's the number one thing that you're going to take away from everything that you've experienced oh, so far in the four years adversity adversity yeah why don't you go into that a little bit what what's your what's some of your adversity things that you've not only seen but you overcame um i'd say the biggest is first year head coach my senior year 40 kids transferring um Another one is having to play basically every single position except for linemen. Um, let's see another one. I'm trying to think. Oh, COVID. That one was. That's a, I'm glad you brought that up because that was another one. part of me. What What did losing that year do for you? Because you guys lost a year, right? Because um, you're you're at Omaha Public Schools. Mm-hmm. We lost it. We were at Northwest. Yeah, at that time at Northwest Omaha Public Schools. What What did you feel in that moment? Cause not everybody that watches this knows what it's like. Cause there was a lot of sports still being played. There's a lot of experiences still happen, whether it was seven on seven or even what was that like going through that your freshman year, uh, right? Freshman, sophomore. sophomore. Yeah. The first, you know, the first what was it, couple weeks, maybe just finding out that I'm not going to be able to play football. That was, that was really tough, but after that first, I'd say it was more like a week and a half of just being down. But after that, it just it was right back to basically another off season, and got right back into speed speed workouts, route running, um, in the weight room. I put on like fifteen pounds of muscle. Um, we purchased a, a whole different weight set for the basement at that time when COVID hit, and we didn't have nothing to the house, and so we got it all to the house, put it together in the basement, and then. Again, we work in the dark. We can be in the backyard. We can go to the school right beside our house. We can go to a, a junior high. We just never start working. And I'll say to the COVID year, that's exactly what we did because we performed and trained to get ready for that COVID, that, that season. COVID comes into play and they shut it down. Again, mentally down, everybody was down in the OPS because it was just everybody around was playing. The only people weren't playing were in the OPS. So when you look at, when you look at that, even as a school district, what did that do to the kids' mental Terrible. that already have trouble? Terrible, man, because this is – The game kids, of football teaches beyond agreed. football. And you lose those those moments. Again, for myself, outside of this being him, what I've done in my career coaching with the coaches I've been with, we go to schools to try to help kids from different communities, from different settings, and different to be that father figure in their life or to be that extra structure to help the family do the next step for that kid. And when you lose that in a year of a kid's life, if he's 14, 15, 16, 17 years old, that's a long time to lose in that structure time. And then all of a sudden the classroom, when you're all doing work from home, 
Yeah. It's easy to not do homework when you're sitting in your own house and you're on a computer and I say it yeah. all the time. If I had Xbox, like I was towards the like Xbox just came out after I graduated. If I had Xbox in the nineties, no way. No way I'm walking the stage. I'm I'm just being I mean, I was one of the first five hundred on Xbox Live. So like at that time, now I'm not. Yeah. But and at days that time, major things change. Yeah, life. Um, so when you look at back at that. Was there any just moments that you might have missed because of a sacrifice that you made? Not that your parents made you decide in the four years. Is there any sacrifices that you made, whether it's a homecoming, a prom, a girlfriend date, or any sacrifice that you said, you know, I'd really love to do this, but I know I need to do this so I can be on my goal. Is there anything that you can remember sacrificing? Because I, I think – if you want to be the person you want to be when it comes to the preferred walk on, and you want to show that you're there, there's sacrifices you had to get to where you are today to be that guy. Do you want me to help your mind? Yeah. My memory Man, is. I'll Friday nights. We didn't get to the field till seven 30. We didn't leave until you couldn't see Saturday afternoons, get out of church on Sunday. Like he sacrificed a ton. And, and it sucks because I, I want I hope he knows this. You and that's know what I'm and, the, and the, here's the difference between I and this is crazy. We're doing this in this interview and it's coming out because I don't even know if he knows it's a sacrifice. That's why exactly <laughs> because it's been routine. It's life. It's, it's just, life for him. But it's been routine. It really has been. It's been no in-betweens at all. This has been a grind from again back to the running in that AU track all the way to his senior year. There's never been a missed moment of should have did this or that. You add in the Warren Academy seven on seven in between it and traveling all across the nation and going to play. And they went to the national tournament. They won tournaments and, you know, kids that are on his team on that, we're not going to get into lists and names, but kids on that roster that were in his age group, there's going to be down there in Lincoln with him. Mm-hmm. Right. So that group already and, has, the- and they polished each other and they're all been at different high schools. Yeah. But back to that word sacrifice, it's crazy we're saying it, but he he doesn't even understand what he has sacrificed because it's just been life routine and life. life. Yeah. Well, let's talk about this uh, before we get out of here. Obviously, 2023 preferred walk-on at the university that I know I would love to go to. Luckily, I'm a father of alumni. My daughter's graduating here in May. So that's one thing I get to tip my hat off to when you have a kid at the age of 18 and your daughter's going to walk the stage. Being a preferred walk-on, you're going on with, I mean, just four days ago, Connor Keneally just said he was going to be there. That's a, yeah, he just said that four days ago. Um, So you get not only fellow athletes like Cole Ballard going to be a preferred walk-on. I don't know if anybody knows, but that dude set records. Let me say that again. Dog. Records and has choices. But his choice is 45 minutes away as a preferred walk-on. What does it feel like to have your name amongst names that whether it's a a ex-Huskers son, you know, a former Huskers son, whether it's someone top running back in the state, and you're seeing your name as a preferred walk-on with those names, how does that feel and, and how does it change the aspect of what you've really worked hard for? Um, dang. Uh, now I want to say it again. If you're listening, these goals are just to let these kids understand that it's okay to be and know what you've done to get to where you are. 
and not be afraid to go, man, I really worked my tail off. Not because my name, the name on my back didn't, didn't do anything for me. Now, don't get me wrong. He's got connections, but it's all still dedicated. Nothing for this. (laughs) (laughs) It's still all dedicated to you. What a, you know, I mean, I don't want to say it's upsetting because it's not, it's a great thing, but in the end, I don't want to be known as a preferred walk on. My goal is to be a scholarship player. Perfect. So, I mean, it's in a way it's motivation because I don't know. Cause walking in, you're going to get, you're going to get looked down upon. Not, I don't want to say looked down upon, but you're going to get treated differently because you're a preferred walk on. Um, and so that it's just motivation to work harder, to be, to have an extra, was it, an extra edge. Yeah. To, eventually be that scholarship player and real quick give it given examples of what you turned down to go 45 minutes down the road oh to turn down we traveled the nation yeah bunch of sioux falls um minnesota state wayne state carney just a bunch of d2s um with full money yeah full with money in the pocket full southwest minnesota state just remember, like, this is the stuff that I would, when I say I want to you to understand, these are messages people need. Mm-hmm. You have no idea how you will touch one person. And that's all that my goal is ever to do. If I can get this message to one person to understand how it feels, you said you use it as motivation. You say you use it as fuel to have that edge. What does it mean when you go from talking to Scott Frost to Mickey Joseph and now rule. How does that also affect the fact of what you're really trying to accomplish? Um, Cause you've got to feel like a different want from each one, right? Yeah. Scott Frost had to have a, a certain want with you and you're like, okay, that I'm with that. Mickey Joseph might've said, you know what? We're going to turn it on here. This is my want. Well, I could tell you, Mickey Joseph, Scott Frost, Coach Rule, they're not the same person. So their drive and motivation for you is different. How does it feel now with Matt Rule? I'd say he's had more more drive, more – he's going to help more than any of the other ones have. Scott Frost he didn't say anything. Um, Mickey Joseph, he was the one who first offered me the preferred walk-on. And – then Matt Rule, he was the one who really went in depth with everything. Was on the phone with my mom for at least what 10, 15 minutes, um, just going in depth where he sees me as a player, um, where he sees me in the next couple of years as a player, and it was it was way different. You could tell it was more. I don't know if this is the right word. More professional, more meaningful to him. Did you feel more like family at that time? Yeah. Like sure. a comfort? Yeah. Well, that's um, good to hear. And from, wanted. And from a, a dad perspective, it's that validation that when a staff leaves, you don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. You don't know if that door's open or closed. And the door, when Mickey Joseph took over, he got a little further open. And then all of a sudden happens, and it feels like the door's shut. And then, you know, assistant coaches coming in, they're busy. They're rolling around the nation doing oh, everything yeah. they're doing. They're playing zero games. Eight stops in a day. Yeah. Like it's like they, it's water. The way it needs to be. Yes. And then for that phone call to come to our house when in the recruiting, it's changed so much because 
coaches can just hit a Twitter message and his Twitter was, he was just, you know, showing us and like, it's crazy. But then for that validation to come back and now coach rule who's there makes that phone call and, you know, we're speaking on other programs, maybe walking on elsewhere, et cetera. But I, I just, I see the picture of him as a little boy with uh, my wife, his mom outside of Memorial stadium. I think you're wearing a Rex Burkhead Jersey. Yeah. Right. And that picture stands out in my mind because a, the program, that's what it's about. But B now it's his opportunity to let that chip on his shoulder and all the work that he has put in. It's not about the big spotlight. It's about going and playing the sport that you're really good at and making the noise and taking it away and just really going in. So as, a, as a PWO, you both have said it. You don't know what you're getting into. You don't know the opportunity that's going to be given, got not given. You get three plays this practice, five plays this practice. You don't know what you're going to get. You got to go take what's yours and let them know that I'm not here to hang out. I'm not here to be your best friend, bro. Well, you know, I want to get us out on this. Once again, I appreciate Herd at Sports for bringing Wired Access over. I appreciate Burke High School Senior. Preferred walk-on at Nebraska Cornhuskers, Mason Jones, Mike Jones, father. Here's my thing that will get you out. If I am a Husker fan and I want to root for Mason Jones, what am I rooting for and what are you bringing to the table? Um, somebody who is putting in the work every single day. Um, dang, my mind is just blank right now. That's all right. Are you afraid to be comfortable? Yes. Oh yeah. So Absolutely. That's what you're given as well. You're not afraid to be out of your out of your atmosphere, out of your element. And it's all right, man. Yeah. yeah. And just I hear all these stories. He says it. Um Papa Raleigh says it. My grandpa Jim says it about how Nebraska used to be this big powerhouse full of just the walk on program was something it was one of the greatest of all time. Um, back when what, the '90s with Tom Osborne and stuff, so just bringing back that that same atmosphere, that same everything, is something that I think is just really is awesome to me. Well, you heard it here, heard at Sports DJ K Dub. I greatly appreciate you guys listening, tuning in. Hopefully, this helps you or some athlete or parent that you know that might need that little upside to understand. Not everything's given. Keep grinding. We'll talk to you later. Thanks. A Herd at Sports Network production.